revolution, man. Make him breathe, man. Tears falling down my bitch face. Now she forever trying to show me how that shit tastes. Ain't really been dropping, I've been trying to get my shit straight. Had to sell my prices, 20 mil for every mixtape. Party in every night, don't do it for me, I'm trying to get cake. Level up, filling hundreds up all in my big safe. I said enough, I said it again, I'm trying to wet him up. Thinking with his dick, I'm getting a pretty bitch to set him up. It's better them than better us, it's never them, forever us. And every M I ever touched, I multiplied it, doubled up. I know life matters, should I divide to see my brother up? Some got in they feelings deep inside, but never bring it up. And all that did was fuck shit up. Welcome back to the All Things Sports Podcast. I'm your host, June. I'm here with my co-producer in the cut, Small Town EP. Gang, you already know what it is. Three up, three down. How you doing, man? I'm good. How are you? Well, great. Blessed. Highly favored. Very Better than Justin Herbert's. (laughs) (laughs) It's it's always a special time when we have a guest or a special guest, a good friend. We got uh, my boy J1 tonight. Never fold the comedian, the clothing designer, the man of How y'all talents. doing out there? How y'all doing? Hooper. Appreciate y'all having yeah, me. He brought stickers, by the way. Definitely had to come wow. through, show y'all some of the merch, bring some stickers through. Yeah. I had to come see this wall in person. You like yeah, it? definitely like Appreciate it. That it. LeBron jersey. Yeah. Definitely. That's my favorite that's part. Right, that's right. For sure. Yeah, shout out to James for that one. That's fine. That's, that's clean. clean. I think Dodger Stadium is always my favorite one, I always tell you. Dodger Stadium is definitely my favorite one just because of the fact that, one, I took that picture, and two, my parents are in the picture. <laughs> that's just that's a fire picture. But um, I also fuck with the, uh, the Dynasty Orioles because, you know, wow. only so many teams are in there, you know, like a lot of these teams ain't really do nothing in the NBA, you know, what are we, 75 years. As long as I see a Laker Oreo up there, I'm satisfied. I see it right Yeah, there. I see it. Yeah, and then... I was surrounded by goats is like the theme if you if you if you haven't noticed you know what I'm saying. That's dope. There's a lot of greatness, um, and then there's like the mighty ducks and shit. But <laughs> uh, I'm glad you're here with us today. You took the time to you know come out your week and and kind of present what you're what you got what you've been working on. This is like I know um, your baby in a sense. You yeah, put a lot for of time real. Into this a and, lot of time. I know that uh, when you were just kind of. I wouldn't say just starting off because I, I know that this had to be an idea mm-hmm. you had in the works for years, and um, it's just right time. You know, it has to be right time. Yeah. But, um, as you started kind of getting a little more serious with it, I, I, I think I noticed, and mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, he, he's he's starting to put some shit together. Like, yeah, and then everything sure. he was kind of showing was was going it was up to par. So I'm glad I had to grab a shirt right here. You know what I'm saying? I'm <laughs> set right now. But if you can't see it, we got it right here. Never fold. No. On the on the back twenty three, yes sir. So, uh, what what kind of wanted like what kind of made you get into clothing? Um, I imagine before high school you've had this, you know, or even in high yeah. school you've had this. I would say it really started. I would say probably like I was around like fifteen or sixteen. Like I really just, I tell people like I would go to the mall all the time and I just be like, you'll see a shirt that you like and you're like, all right, I'm buying this shirt to match these certain shoes. Yeah. And or or I'm going in the mall just for a shirt to match these shoes, and like while you're in the mall, you're like, damn, I can't find nothing. Right. So after like a lot of trips to the mall, I'm like, I can't find nothing, can't find nothing. Or I'll see a shirt and I'll be like, it would have looked better if they did it in this way, or um, they should have left this cheetah print off, or the zebra print right. like is a bad touch. So I'd be like, you know what? I think I'm creative enough. I could make clothes myself, yeah. or make things that I want to wear that I could see myself wearing. So once once that idea started from there, it's just been a long time coming from just 
just having ideas to actually doing it, you know, so putting putting it into of like yeah, yeah, you having the idea to actually drawing stuff out or going on Photoshop and mapping your ideas mm-hmm. out to the point where now you're selling merch. You know, you could get this stuff. I believe nine twenty three. Yeah, right, yeah, right on the twenty third. Twenty third is that Saturday? I believe it's a Friday. It's a Friday. Yeah, so next Friday. So payday Friday. Go shop, <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know what I'm saying? Obviously, we'll Perfect have all time. the information uh, below so you guys can uh, get all that. But, you know, in the process from it being an idea to now it's actually merch on the table. Mm-hmm. Um, peep the hats, bro. Like the detail on the hats. You know what I'm saying? Play your cards right. For sure. But what was the most challenging part of this this process you, you had? Um... Like I was saying, this this process has been. I've actually had like numerous other lines that like I've always been trying. I would say the hardest part would just be like when you get hit with those roadblocks to like to like keep going. Cause you know, like sometimes, like even like with any journey you have in life, like once you once you start and you stop it, it's so hard to get started again. Yeah. It's so hard to find that passion. Like yeah. so, like if you were like on a weight loss journey or weightlifting journey, and you see all this progress and you stop working out. And you're like, damn, I just reverted to where I, where I started and now I have to gain up all this energy to start again. So I would say it's just like those moments where you where you have those roadblocks and having to keep starting. Those probably be the hardest moments. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm glad you obviously got past roadblocks. Yeah, definitely. I mean, um, how can you explain, you know, there's a process, there's roadblocks, mm-hmm. but again, we still have. <laughs> yeah, it's right here. So, so what, what, it's what still, helped you get past that? Yeah, it's still surreal to even see it because, like, I don't had these ideas in my head or on Photoshop for so long. So to finally, like, put them into action and have them actually be physically right here in front of me is, like, amazing. But I would say how I get through the roadblocks is, like, I just take, like, the 1%, like, um, approach. approach so I'm just, like, every day, day I'm get better 1%, 1%. So I just challenge you know, myself. That's the Colts way, right? One <laughs> percent every day. Let's go. I would say yeah. So just I just would I just would tell myself, all right, I'm gonna go home and every day I'm gonna make at least one design, even if it's something I don't end up using. It's just me like working on my skills, yeah. me just putting it into action, just me just keeping those creative juices flowing. Yeah, you so, have like a story, yeah. where you, like warm up. Yeah, exactly. Like, getting your exactly, and I and I did those. I did those stories just to challenge myself, yeah. just to because. These, this is what I like. This is what I, these are like my ideas. But sometimes you want to see like what other people like, and see if you could even execute it. I've noticed that like myself personally, I'm open. Uh, I'm getting. I, I've always been open with like close friends mm-hmm. to where I like hearing that opinion or outside opinions. Yeah. Seeing you know I don't ever want to be. It's not about like I always want to be right, but it's yeah. like I don't want to be wrong per se. So yeah. I like to get everybody's opinion. But sometimes having a lot of opinions can kind of yeah. interrupt the flow. So it's it's a good balance to have, you know, knowing that you can't do anything just yourself. Yeah. And it's good to have that outside perspective because you're also like keeping up with, you know, what's what what the streets are saying. Yeah. But at the same time you have to have your own vision and, and Yeah. I, I would say like when it comes to like my creative process or anything like that, like I definitely do keep like a, a ear to the streets or I slide through Instagram or look at music videos just to see like what people have on like yeah. what's what styles are in or maybe like what color schemes are in season or what case what the case may be um but at the end of the day is is me what do I like yeah you know sometimes I got to turn all of that stuff off so like I don't I don't end up creating designs that look like someone else's or use too much of their influence sure. in my own thing so like I get inspired by other things but I try to like turn that off so I can just have my own ideas come forward. Organic. I like it. So mm-hmm. 
that's something that's been you know long time in the making. I'm glad to see you have it. Like I said, mm-hmm. you guys can get that. Never fold. Um, but this comedy thing that you started, yeah. is this something that's been a long time in the making? Is this something that you kind of just saw an opportunity to, to attack? Man, I I don't even know where it really started. I would say I the first time I ever got on stage I was, say, was in college. Yeah, a while back you, you did get on stage. Yeah, I had a friend and she was putting on like an open mic event at my college and I was just being a good friend. She needed some acts for the show. So I was like, all right, I'll do stand-up. And I was like... So I had about a week to prepare, so I like I was watching videos on like how to do stand up, like looking at articles on how to do stand up, and they give you like little strategies, like oh, like have your friends sit in the middle of the crowd, so like when they laugh, laughter's contagious and it'll spread, it'll spread. So even if joke gotta hit a little, yeah. So like yeah, definitely, definitely, you gotta. I would say the jokes though, to be honest, the jokes, the jokes are, I would say like a smaller percentage than you think, like maybe like. 30% of it. Yeah. And I would say, like, a big percentage of it is, like, your delivery, you know? So, like... Which I'll say, you, you, you have that. You know what I'm saying? You yeah, have that I would say that's that's probably, like, my biggest strength as far as, like, doing stand-up, doing comedy, be the delivery. Because, you know, like, if you slap someone with, like, a... Or if you hit someone with an open hand, it's going to sting. You're going to hit them, you know? Right. But if you hit them with, like, a closed fist, that delivery is different. Sure. So... I would say delivery is probably like the biggest part of it, the biggest thing I've been working on the most. Yeah, you had this one joke I was listening. <laughs> I think I've seen you <laughs> twice or three times, maybe twice, but <laughs> you was like, you know, you know that motherfucker that swipe up on every story. <laughs> <laughs> swipe up on every story. Yeah. Oh, you, you just pop some grease on it. <laughs> <laughs> so put some aquaphor on it. <laughs> for real, said, that's nah, me. For real, yeah. Nah, that's that was that was a good one. But um, E, by the way, if you feel free to chime in, you know what I'm saying. If you got yeah. anything for J One, but um, yeah, actually, I do have a question. Mm-hmm. Um, the brand looks very nostalgic to me. Mm-hmm. Did you do that purposely? Yeah, definitely. I when it came to like, so like one thing I do. That's I think a good it reminds question. me. Sorry to cut you off. It mm-hmm. reminds me of like one Superfly. Yeah. Font, right. Um, NBA Street Volume Two, the font, right? Yeah. And it also reminds me of like NBA Street and like the sense that some of those like players that you didn't even know the ones that were just like on the court, yeah. like they would probably wear like a, you know what I'm saying like a fresh yeah. hat like that. Like I, I like how nostalgic it looks. I was I was wondering if that was something that you did. Yeah, I, I think that um so like a part of my creative process is like I will have like all right I'm I'm like I want to use this tagline play your cards right because it's part of it's like a tagline to my brand so I'll put it on. I'll put it on a mock-up of a, a trucker hat in many different fonts. Right. And then, so let's say I do it in 50 different fonts, and then I'll start narrowing it down. And then this one just stuck with me. Like, it's like a groovy, like, that's, I, like that 70 show. That was, like, what I was thinking. Because, like, I came up watching that. So I'm like, all right, I'm going to do something, like, groovy type thing. That's 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 definitely what I was thinking. So, and you know, truckers are coming. Truckers are really, like, a nostalgic type of thing, you know? For like, sure. just like how snapbacks came For back sure. around For when sure. fitted hats was a thing. So I feel like trucker hats is kind of in now. So it kind of went hand in hand. Like trucker hats is a little bit vintage, and this this text is a little bit vintage. So I think it went hand in hand. Nice, nice. It is week two of the NFL season. I am interested in talking about it <laughs> and recapping week one because it was sure. a very very eventful weekend. Um, we saw kickers losing their jobs. We saw kickers losing That's games to teams. We saw head coaches trying to make mm-hmm. kickers heroes with sixty four yard attempts, and Saquon Barkley is back. Yeah. Unfortunately, you know, it's a Daniel Jones bone. Daniel Bones Jones 
uh, <laughs> Giants, and and they had to squeak out a win in in Tennessee. Nonetheless, they did get the win. They they were competing to the end, mm-hmm. and uh, Saquon ran for over 150 yards. So that was kind of one of the things that I was happy to see this weekend. What was any kind of standouts, point outs that you guys want to bring up from Sunday football? Um, I was I was really impressed with the Dolphins. You know, like I, they really look like a different team, like especially defensively, yeah. like. The Patriots couldn't do anything, and like the Patriots are always been known to like be like a, a run first team. Yep. And man, the Dolphins they they really looked impressive like defensively. Like you can't throw on them because the secondary is ridiculous. Yeah. And now it's looking like you that can't pressure. run on them because now it's the D line, yeah, they got a defensive touchdown too, I believe. Yeah, that was yeah that Ingram. Was Ingram yeah. yeah, so that was on uh, Brandon Jones' strip sack. That was actually really yeah. Nice and I, I love the way that um. Their head coach just showed confidence in Tua. I think that's the, that's one of the biggest things he was missing mm-hmm. um, with Flores. Like, like man, I got confidence in you to go for it on fourth and seven. Yeah, because I mean, and we got a touchdown. Year, like before the year yeah. was like it's two of the starters, two of the yeah. starters. And it was like, well, I'm not answering it anymore. I told you guys once. Like, you ask Mike McDaniel, he's gonna be like, yeah, that's clearly like I love him. We, I can't wait games. to work with him. Yeah. I was watching um. Uh, what is that called? Mic'd up. You know, the mic'd up for the yeah. recap of the week. And there was like two is walking down on the field without his helmet. And Mike McDaniel comes up behind him. He's like, damn, you're that good that you don't got to walk with your helmet. You don't got to carry your own helmet. Like, <laughs> so it's like you do see that relationship with them. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, the Dolphins had Mac Jones under pressure all yeah, game. Yeah, he limped off the field. To yeah, they, the were, they was on his back for real. And they, <clears throat> excuse me, they held him to seven points. And. For the Patriots, it's alarming because, you know, they're, again, they're sharing the offensive coordinator play calling role with two different coaches who mm, aren't the best play callers mm-hmm. in the league. <laughs> and uh, Bill Belichick, like you said, it's a, it's a run team. Mm-hmm. It's a defensive team. And Devontae, Adam, Devontae, I said Devontae Adams, Devontae Parker and Jacoby Myers might not be enough, you know, weapons for for Mac Jones to be able to really put points up. If you score seven points versus the Dolphins, you're gonna have trouble late in the season. Yeah, I'm not I'm not really sure like what offensively, I'm not really sure like what their plan is. Like yeah. uh, like what the, what's their identity? Like are we a run first team? Like they should be. I mean Damian Harris is a is a really yeah. good back. He's a three down back. But it, it is week one. I'm not trying to overreact. Yeah, exactly. However it's just not promising and we don't see a sustainable, you know, offensive uh attack from them if you will so. yeah i think and if you want to be run first you got to have the threat of a pass all good running teams have the threat of a pass mm-hmm. and it's and mac jones can throw the ball yeah he can throw but it comes down to those weapons and, but you know, those weapons if they don't get separation yeah but for the washington commanders in their first this is their first game as the commanders yeah. right so they beat the Jacksonville Jaguars. I guess the NFL wanted to go nice on them. They were like, oh, we'll give them the Jags. But it was ironic because the last time Carson Wentz, who's the new quarterback of the Commanders, played the Jags, they lost. It was the Colts versus the Jags in Jacksonville. And um, that was the whole reason that Carson Wentz is on the Commanders now because the Colts wanted to get rid of him. So it was good to see him come out and throw for over 300 yards, four touchdowns, granted two interceptions, uh, versus – a Jacksonville defense who is young and, and talented, but nowhere near elite. Um, and Trevor Lawrence, on the flip side, it's it's we see good and bad from him. And mm-hmm. like there was one overthrow to Travis Etienne that he had missed, and and it's just like I feel like if this was Clemson, you make that throw. Yeah, definitely. Um, 
you get to the NFL, we're going to see the struggles. But 24-42 for only 275 yards, a touchdown, and a pick. I mean, they just went and signed Christian Kirk for X amount of money. Yeah. <laughs> and um, – they're gonna have to. They're gonna have to put some shit to work because Doug Peterson. You know, granted he's a new coach there, and it is Jacksonville, so they have yeah. the worst team in the league, literally. But I think you got to give them a little bit more time. You have weapons: yeah. Christian Kirk, Zay Jones, Marvin in- uh, Marvin Jones, Evan Ingram. Yeah, I mean Christian Kirk. I was actually surprised. I think he went over 100 receiving yards. Yeah, yeah, 117. Think, yeah, so I think they're building something for them to. I think they were pretty much in control of the game, and then. Um, Washington started to drive late. Washington's Rook- weapons definitely, yeah, definitely. Rookie uh, Jahan Dotson, Dotson, Terry McLaurin, McLaurin obviously got a, got a touchdown in there. Samuel too, I believe. Curtis Samuel yeah, got the first so touchdown. Gibson is a receiving threat, running threat. McKissick as well. Robinson when he comes back, got some. They got some talent Squad on that. Thomas at tight end. They they got some pieces. I'm happy to see Logan Thomas back and healthy because uh, he had that knee injury. Yeah. Yeah, McKissick. And McKissick is still... Carson Wentz has been spoiled his career. I'm not going to lie. He's been spoiled. (laughs) You had arguably the best running back in football last year. With a great offensive line. Now you have a young, speedy talent all around you. With the Eagles, he had big receiver, uh, Alshon Jeffrey. He was damn near an MVP candidate, right? And they had that. That was the year that uh, they won the Jay Super Bowl. Trade. Yeah, so <laughs> Jay Ajayi was balling. Yeah, so he's been spoiled with talent around him. It was good to see them get the win, though. Let's go to Baltimore or New York, I should say. They played in uh, MetLife, right? Yes, sir. That's my squad, the so, Ravens. Cameraman, shout out to Kev, by the way. Shout out to Rachel. Appreciate you guys always. But twenty-four nine, unfortunately, buddy. <laughs> I mean, Lamar Jackson threw for under 250 yards, and they ran the ball for under 100 yards, still managed to get the 24-9 victory, and it was just that the Jets' offense couldn't put the ball in the end zone. I mean, you don't want a game where Joe Flacco throws the ball 59 times. Yeah, you don't want, any, you don't want any quarterback to throw it 59 50. times. <laughs> he's he's <laughs> <laughs> To be honest, God, something's man. wrong. We're throwing like a rookie out here. If Mahomes throws it 59 times, they might have seven touchdowns. You know, but I think it just really came down because I think Jets had maybe almost 500 yards of offense. But for you to do all that and not get in the end zone, it was nice to see Lamar Jackson in this one just get a get a, a easy break. Came back from an injury last mm-hmm. year, and you know he didn't play as good last year, totally. So for him to come and show that he still has that you know that accuracy and he can make the throws that he needs to, so that he can get his contract. Because yeah. if it ain't y'all, it is going to be somebody else. So, what are your thoughts on this Lamar Jackson deal? Obviously, they're going to you know wait till the end of the season now that we yeah. won game, but he deserves a bread, right? Yeah, as a fan, I'm I'm disappointed that they they couldn't get that deal done because like when you when you look at the stats, because that's what a lot of these contracts come down to. You look at you compare them to his counterparts, and you say, okay, well, this person got this money. How do we compare his stats? How do yeah. we compare like winning intangibles, whatever the case may be? off the field, whatever the case may be. But this is a guy who's won, like, what, maybe like 70% of his games through four seasons, unanimous MVP in the playoffs That's literally every year. And for a guy who supposedly can't throw and they, we're only a running team, the Ravens are only a running team, they're always top five in offense every single year. Like, that's a guy you need in your locker room. Yeah. No off-the-field issues. Yeah, no off-the-field issues. And it's... It's it's disappointing that they that they did they didn't want to pay him. 
I mean, they obviously offered him the 230, 235 or so, and he turned it down. But, yeah. I mean, rightfully so. You know, Dak Prescott played this game as well, and he waited, he waited, he got franchise tagged. The number's going to go up, too. Yeah, right? it's Salary only going to go up. It's going to go up. You know, you might as well lock him in when you can now. It's mm-hmm. always cheaper sooner. So, knowing that you have a franchise quarterback who is on his rookie deal, who's already won an MVP, who's took you to the AFC Championship, and as you said, like he has a lot of winning success. He doesn't, mm-hmm. the Ravens don't lose a lot of games. And, you know, last year they had to deal with no wide receivers and like two or three running backs hurt. Um, is that what you're basing this off of? You know, so I, I don't want to distract the season of the Ravens because at the end of the day, you guys are in a tough division. We saw yeah, definitely. A, a battle with the Steelers and the Bengals. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we know that the Browns will eventually get their quarterback back. So late in the season, tough games. Yeah, they just uh, got to hold it on. Thing, so. I definitely think he earned that contract, though. If, Like I said, if not with y'all, the Dolphins would be glad to sign him. Yeah, and I think one more thing I would say is that like the Browns really put them in a tough position because they gave Deshaun, I think, 250 guaranteed. So now when Lamar can't even get that, then in his eyes, it's like... It's like personal. Yeah, like I haven't done anything off the field. I haven't had any issues. Maybe I'm I, about to hit the missile. Yeah. It's like I damn near win every game I play in. Like right. I take him to the playoffs. Like and Deshaun MVP. missed the whole season. Yeah, he literally sat out. He's the whole been season. injured. Wow, he missed the season due to off-field issues. He's gonna miss another eleven games, yeah. and he still got two hundred fifty guaranteed. Yeah. <laughs> so still. as I mentioned, kickers, you know, dictated a lot of the games this past weekend, yeah. and um, Colts specifically. We had a chance to take a win in overtime versus Houston on the road. 20 to 20 game, missed a 40, 40 something yarder. That's supposed to be bread and butter. Um, and, and that gets you kicked off a team. Yeah. You know, game losers. That's what they call them. <laughs> Tires. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck. Who wants to tie? That's, that's obvious. Like, that's been one of the most annoying things I see in the NFL. Like a tie. A tie. And then the zero, 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 like three numbers on your record should never be. So when it's my team, that's like, what the? Yeah, and I think that might come back to bite the Colts because, like, I feel like the AFC just got better because you got Russell, you got Devontae going to the Raiders. Like, it's just like that tie is gonna is gonna be a problem. It could for sure in the AFC, but at least in the division, it came where Mm -hmm. we both tied. Jacksonville lost, and Houston and uh, Mm -hmm. the Tennessee Titans lost to the Giants. So that was another kicker. That that definitely helped. I think that's Ryan Suckup who missed that. Who missed that one? Then you had the Saints who won, you know, by, yeah. by less than three. You know, Bengals, Steelers, they both missed kicks to potentially win, and then the Steelers converted. But that sucked because McPherson, like, for he him to be blocked. missing kicks, yeah, he got like, too. yeah, yeah, he did get and blocked. And Boswell missed, yep. Yeah. That's true. That was a bad snap. It was like a lofty snap. Took too long. Mika Fitzpatrick was able to kind of just. I mean, it's effort, too. Don't get me that wrong. That was a big boy play right there. Like we said, effort with the onside kick. Yeah, the effort. Chiefs game. Yeah. I think the, the Rams, or not the Rams, but the Chargers should have had somebody around there. It was, it was, hey, I mean, you dictate the effort. But going into next week, my fault. What you was about to say? I would say, do you think it was too harsh for the Colts to cut Blankenship? No, nah, hell no. He's missed too many kicks for us. He's missed way too many kicks for us. And when he was out and we had Mike Badgley, he was consistent, you know. Mm-hmm. I would have rather kept Badgley. I I like Rigo, uh, not Rigoberto, excuse me, uh, Rodrigo, but 
his leg is is weak. Yeah. So he's like, the short kicks he'll hit them accurately, but those long kicks he has to kick the ball too hard. He don't got control over it. And then to me, there's always a pressure. Like I'm never confident yeah. when he's kicking it. So I was waiting for it. as soon as the, as soon as he kicked, I was like, bro, cut this. Man. I would say based on like last season, I swear to God. the way the season ended, like honestly, you guys, you guys had the formula to make a deep run in the playoffs, mm-hmm. potentially even challenge to mm-hmm. be in the Super Bowl. So I think with with all with all of like those mishaps, like I feel like you guys are like no nonsense right now. You like quarterback not getting it done, gotta go. Kicker not getting it done, you gotta go. Like they're not playing at what all. What I will say though is that this is something that we should have taken care of in the off season. I don't think he necessarily earned his job and the right to be our kicker. Mm-hmm. You know, we've gone through up and down seasons at this position for the last two two years or so, and. We just kind of let it go, you know, and this is what happens. You lose games or technically you don't win games. games. Yeah. (laughs) When, you know, not everybody's up to par, especially special teams. And we saw special teams play a big big role in uh, a lot of these games. Mm -hmm. But, shit, I'm blanking out, but there was one specifically. Oh, no, that was (laughs) football in general. Not Well, yeah, but the FSU-LSU game. Special teams can lose you a game. Yeah, for sure. (laughs) (laughs) But. knows. Wrapping up week one, Monday Night Football, Russell Wilson goes back to uh, Seattle. He gets the mixed emotions, but mainly booze. Yeah, I you was surprised. No, nah, you got to expect I mean, okay, I feel I you. I don't know. He won you a Super Bowl. I feel you. Show some respect. Like Peyton Manning ain't come back yeah. to the and get booed. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah. And it's that's obviously tough. Peyton Manning, yeah. not Russell Wilson. But at the same you gotta time, show like him some you said, love. He won a, he won he took you to two, play. right? One, one. Two, yeah, back to back. Damn, they should have won two. Mm-hmm. So should have, but we know what happened. Yeah. And a pick. Oh my goodness. Broncos really shot that. themselves in the foot. That's hilarious. <laughs> so they did shoot themselves in the foot. Um, Jerry Judy, by the way, shout out to him. He was on Monday Night Football balling out. Yeah. And um, showing that he's a little faster than he was last year. Yeah. He he really I. When he caught it, I was like, okay. Yeah. Nice little catch. And he started running. I'm like, oh, he really got motor. I'm Mm -hmm. like, okay, yeah. I definitely didn't expect that from him. Russell Wilson didn't have a bad game. He he was controlling the offense. He was able to drive them downfield. There were some stall-out drives. There was the blunders at the goal line. So there was a lot of, you know, team, bad team football that lost him this game. A lot of delayed games. I don't think he's... He's not used to that being on that side of the noise right. in that in that at stadium. 12, right? Yeah, that's yeah, man. The thing is, they still had a chance. They still had a chance. Yeah. And they could have let it stay in Russell Wilson's hand. They let the clock wind down from like a minute to twenty seconds. Yeah. Call timeout, and on a fourth and five, they go for the field goal instead of letting Russ yeah. let Russ cook. I think one of their biggest mistakes was I think they had maybe like a minute and some change and the clock was running it was running but you have three timeouts like whether you're going to kick it or go for it on fourth and five like call timeout yeah. figure it out like this is why you yeah yeah this is like you, yeah, you Kevin, call timeout Kevin's talk about it that. Kevin's yeah. that you, you got Russell Wilson paid him the extension so that you could so that you could you don't fire the coach week one I do Nah, that's egregious though set, like come gonna, on it is egregious but you can't set the tone to be all right well now we're a team that fired our coach going into week <laughs> one going into week two and you know just because you lost 
to the Seattle Seahawks, who played good. Geno Smith came out there and, you know, flat in the second half. They scored no points. No points. Their offense really couldn't get moving, but the defense played good in the second half, and their offense in the first half was enough to keep them, you know, mm-hmm. uh, slow and steady. Jamal Adams comes out of this game with a torn quad, though. So yeah, they're going to lose him. So. Early, too. Early, early. It, yeah, it was probably like second quarter or so yeah. when he uh, tried to go for a pick and the ball hit him in the face mask. I mean, well, I mean, we can't. I mean, the Seahawks though they did enough to win, you know, because like DK and and Tyler Lockett, those guys can still play, you know. Uh, yeah. So they're gonna be in those games just off the strength of those two. Um, they run it a little bit too. So I just I was a little surprised yeah. to see how good Geno started the game. Yeah, it was Not twelve for twelve sure. to you start. Know, so. You gotta imagine the confidence was gonna be there because you know the crowds. Booing Russ, he's like, yeah, they rocking with us. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> yeah. there, there had to be that. And Gino's been here before, as far as you know, um, having to play in a step up moment, you know, and and try to be the guy for the day. He's played that moment. Yeah, before, I think so. Gino's just been waiting for his turn to like really get a true chance to start because he's always been like, all right, coming in relief of somebody yeah. or um, just his rookie, his rookie years or his, his um, beginning of his career, like where he was really just like. In a bad situation, now yeah. he's like, "All right, I get it. I they get a team from the jump." Turn that up though, like mm-hmm. that's not going to sustain and win. They got San Francisco coming up next week, and yeah, no, we saw time. San Francisco lose, but at the same time, conditions were really bad for your first NFL start, right? Trey Lance first NFL yeah. start. That's bad conditions. So you know, I want to see him at home. It's going to be a beautiful day in uh, San Jose or Santa Clara, I believe. They play you know, Santa hopefully, they get, hopefully to get Kittle back. Um, incorporate Debo, I mean Debo and um, Ayuk a little bit more, and then Trey Lance got a lot done um, running, over fifty yards running. I think he converted something like eight first downs. I don't, I don't really want to look at last week. Mm-hmm. Like you watch film, you know Seattle's gonna obviously see it and see where the Bears defense was able to capitalize on, on you know young rookie mistakes. But at the same time, it's like. That field condition in Chicago yeah. was like I've never seen that before. Yeah, you, you can't know? really judge too much off of that because and if it's you just look like at we're taking whatever Justin we can Fields, get. It's like he didn't have a great game. You yeah. know what I mean? It was like who's gonna have a better backyard football game and yeah. which defense is gonna come out a little harder. Uh, there was that one play where Justin Fields kind of ran out the pocket and threw it across field and you know they ended up scoring. Mm-hmm. So I'm not taking anything away from Trey Lance in that you know first career start performance. I want to see him at home versus a team like Seattle, and um, you know the ability to to to, to know Jamal Adams too, right? So yeah. there's a big chance he gets that first win of his career. Um, another game that I wanted to talk about though was Miami Baltimore, mm-hmm. right? So last what was it, 2019? I think it was when Lamar came down here. Yeah, last season. Five, mm-hmm. Nah, five touchdowns that was last season? Oh, no. Oh, oh, oh okay. I see what you're talking about. Like yeah. yeah, 2019. And um, lit it up. Yeah. Last year <laughs> was like the oh Robert Hunt game when he scored the touchdown on Thursday night or so. Or yeah, it was a Thursday night like game. Was it? Halloween? Could be. They put up that, that plaster of Robert Hunt yeah. doing a flip in the Hard Rock <laughs> Stadium so fast. But... You know, this year it's going to be way more level, right? Yeah, definitely. I think so. Tua came out, had a pretty good start. There was some plays, obviously, we saw that 
the throwing is, is is questionable, but at the same time, we saw him make some some really really nice throws. That fourth and seven that you talked about yeah. earlier was an accurate throwing. Just the confidence to go play. go go for it on fourth and seven, and just a, a regular slant that goes for a touchdown. Did you hear what he said today though? Did you hear the when he, Yeah, I think it was today, or this morning, or yesterday. Basically, he was explaining how he's he's really small and he can't always see over the top of the line. So, like, <laughs> it's about spacing, and he needs his guys to Find get in space windows, so yeah. that he's like, if I don't see you, I can't get you the ball. So you have to get in the space that I see you so I can pass you the ball. You got the perfect guys for it. But it's crazy that, you know, you have a starting quarterback. That's obviously the reality of it, but at the same time, it's like, damn, that's that's the risk you take when you take a 5, 10, 5, 9 guy. Yeah, that is true. You know, um, who's lefty. But usually those shorter guys have have um, more arm talent, a little bit more accurate. Yeah, they got to like like Drew Brees. Like yeah, that's true. But what Russell, are you, what are you yeah. looking for uh, in this game from Baltimore to kind of take out this win from Miami at home? Um, I would say, especially like compared to like last season, I think um, Miami they were able to sack Lamar four times last mm-hmm. year, and they were really getting they blitzed them pretty much every play because. I feel like our receivers weren't able to get much separation and we were so banged up in the backfield yeah. um, that we couldn't even really run the ball. Hopefully, J.K. Dobbins plays this week. Um, I think I love what Duvernay and Bateman did um, last week. They were able to Bateman, get big Bateman's plays. Big, big for you. Yeah, so I think I think our receivers would be able to get better separation this year so they're not able to blitz as much. And then I think Lamar, was just gonna he's going to take off a little bit more. I mean, Holland chasing him down. Uh, last year, that's that's probably going to be the go-to again this year. Yeah, so I mean, he's a, he's a, he's a good guy to to spy with. But if you're spying with your safety, then we're going to have some chances over top. Hopefully, Bateman can get some separation. E, how did the Dolphins beat the Ravens? They don't. No, I don't think that they do. I think this is a one-on-one first two game, <laughs> and I think that the Ravens come to they they're coming to take take care of business. I think Lamar's on the, on a on like a mission to prove why you know he deserves that bread. If I'm not gonna get it this year, I'm gonna keep doing what I'm doing, and y'all gonna pay me. Y'all gonna make me the highest paid quarterback in the league next year, and I'm gonna show you why you need to do that. I don't know, man. My thing is like, there's just this new energy in Miami, right? And there's a lot of talent on offense. The Ravens run the ball better than you know more than three quarters of the league, even more so than that. But um, last week. They did struggle just trying to dominate running the ball. So, mm-hmm. like you said, J.K. Dobbins isn't back. and um, You're going to need a guy like J.K. Dobbins if you want to open up any type yeah, of passing definitely. lanes with this Dolphins defense. So, um, I'm looking forward to the young Bateman versus Howard, right? Like yep. Because Bateman had a good week last week and a good game last week. And then I'm looking forward to Tyreek Hill. Just still getting active, yeah. still getting active, because I think we just saw a warm up last week of what his what he's able to do, and um, you know Jalen Waddle with seventy yards and a touchdown, only four catches. It just shows you that these guys can take off in one play. Um, so if you guys can contain, you guys being the Ravens, I know you're a Ravens fan. Mm-hmm. If you guys can contain, you know those two, it's harder. It's easier said than done, I should say. Um, yeah, I would say that. Tua just has to have. I think he's. I think they're gonna get after him a little bit more than um, the Patriots were able to. Um, so I think you're gonna see um, Tua's decision making come to play. Like, is he gonna force things to Waddle and um, Hill downfield? Um, I think the Ravens probably have a little bit better secondary than the um, the Patriots as well. So it's this. This is gonna be a 
a statement game for both teams, in my opinion. This this is also like you know you guys played the Jets week one. Mm-hmm. You know, is that a real test? Is that a preseason game for for you guys? Yeah, right? exactly. And the Dolphins are a team that played a divisional game. You know, it was a really meaningful game for them this year, mm-hmm. and uh, frankly, that was a that was a way better testament on how they're going to play throughout the season than you guys, right? So, yeah, exactly. Um, when, when we see you guys versus the Dolphins defense, who we know can be elite this season, it's going to be interesting what you guys bring out, especially showing that running the ball right now. You guys had the 30th, <laughs> the 30th <million laughs> rushing yards last week. I'll let you know that. So there's that. But I'm expecting the Dolphins to, uh, to compete. However, I like Lamar Jackson and the Ravens at home just outscoring. I'm not Stephen A. Smith. I think if they, sc- <laughs> if you score more, you win. <laughs> That's just how it works. Yeah. But um, the other game I wanted to get into, shit, I had it right here, so I apologize. But the other game I wanted to get into was Indianapolis versus Jacksonville, obviously, because I'm a Colts fan. But I'm interested to see the offense opening up more, right? We have Michael Pittman at wide receiver, and – Going into the season and even last season with T.Y. Hilton, quote unquote, being our best wide receiver going into the year, Mm -hmm. we knew that we were going to need help at the position. We were going to need to really run the ball well to have success. And we did, thankfully. But this year, teams are obviously going to, you know, hone in on that run game. Jonathan Taylor, um, the film is there. And how is Matt Ryan going to be able to utilize the quote-unquote weapons, because if Michael Pittman is your best wide receiver, as good as he is, mm-hmm. you're kind of lacking at that position. You know what I mean? Or you're not in your top five of wide receiver cores of the league at that point. So um, I'm just interested to see the play calling that we're going to have and the new designs that you know we have for uh, for Matt Ryan to be able to run this offense in. And I, I, I want to see Naheem Hines you know, kind of open things up more for us, because if not... You know, he's a trade asset, and we can yeah. get pieces for him. We can get draft picks for him. But I think he's valuable to, to really use in this offense to open things up for your wide receivers, make it easier for them, and then just keep things clear for Jonathan Taylor. So it's it's Jacksonville, but it's on the road Jacksonville. We yeah, have definitely a trap game. <laughs> exactly. Definitely a trap game. We're 0-0-1. I, I think it'll be important for the Colts to start fast. You can't start down 10-0 again or um, – just start with three and outs mm-hmm. constantly, especially if you're a team who likes to run the ball or you want to establish the run. You have one of the best running backs in football. So if you go down 10-0, 17-0, you're going to have to throw, you're going to have to force things, and you're going to have to put more on Matt Ryan's shoulders when he just wants to really be – at this point in his career, I believe he's just a, a game manager who can still make some of those big throws, but um, he's not. I wouldn't say he's a guy you want to rely on in the passing game trying to put up 400 a game. I don't. I don't think he's at that stage of his career yeah, right he now. Definitely is. Mm-hmm. So he I think he just wants to rely on on Jonathan Taylor run the ball, and he just makes the, those throws that Carson couldn't last year. That's it. He needs That's to it. just be able to put the ball and make better decisions. Yeah, and make the decisions that Carson Wentz wasn't able to handle. Um, uh, one thing about Matt Ryan that I'm more appreciative of than the Carson Wentz is that he's content with dumping the ball off or you know getting a quick play yeah. because Carson Wentz likes to make that big play. He likes to hold on to the ball and take sacks or fumble it. But uh, Matt Ryan is just a little better decision maker in that regard. So um, two 0-1 teams that have a lot to prove going into week two, Dallas and Cincinnati. Joe Burrow, obviously, you know, 
they should have won the game, right? There yeah, was like a definitely. walk-off touchdown to Jamar Chase, and the field goal was blocked, as we talked about. Yeah. They lost in overtime. But um, they lost, frankly. And Joe Burrow threw, what, four interceptions? Four three? interceptions. Four? Yeah, he didn't look good. And two of them were, like, really questionable throws. Um, for him to be able to have come back regardless and still, you know, drive them downfield with less than a minute and or less than two minutes and, you know, get in the end zone, that was big. And we should be talking about it in, in the regard that they they won the game. But, yeah, but... Um, it happened. And then Dallas, on, on the other hand, was just like, where's your offense? Atrocious. <laughs> right? And Dak Prescott was in... The whole game. Yeah, I would, I would, I would, I guess, cut the Cowboys a little slack because you know you're missing Gallup. He's supposed to be one of your top pass catchers, and then you know going against Tampa Bay defense, who is one of the more veteran defenses. D line's gonna get after you, but they just couldn't get anything going. Like C D Lamb, who's supposed to be your number one, he just he couldn't hold on to the ball. Like he didn't look explosive. Right. Zeke couldn't find any lanes. Tony Pollard wasn't the name. Yeah, calling out. It's like my thing is Kellen Moore. You know, being an offensive coordinator there. I get it. Like you said, it's Tampa's defense. You know, they have one of the best run defenses in the league. Um, they just got Akeem Hicks from the Bears. Like, they're yeah, adding to it. That's great. And it's, it's a young defensive back core that's growing together. But at the same time, you have Dak Prescott, right? This is the guy that we were just talking about how much they paid him. And, yeah, exactly. And, um, the offense, as as much as, yeah, Amari Cooper left and as much as Michael Gallup is hurt, you still have talent around. Yeah, you still have a lot of, a lot of pieces, a lot Gallup. Of to throw the ball to. And Schultz had a big season last year. It's not like, oh, they couldn't punch it in the end zone. It's like they couldn't move the ball. Really. Yeah, a lot so, of three and outs, a lot of sacks. Especially last year. Again, I know you had Cooper, um, but you threw for 500 yards versus the same Tampa Bay defense. Exactly. Right, so... It can't be night and day, you know. You could look at like, all right, well, you're not going to throw for 500. Maybe we'll rush for 120 and we'll throw for three something. You know, yeah. but it, it looked very, very alarming. And Dallas at home, four o'clock game. This was probably going to be game of the week type of thing. But Cooper Rush is going to start, and frankly, not a lot of people <laughs> care. Yeah, Cincinnati has to go one and one. Um, and the Dallas Cowboys. This could be. Uh, I seen memes that it was just like Dallas Cowboys. They're like season's over already. <laughs> yeah. But it's true though because now you lose your starting it's at six to eight weeks for Dak, and you're probably gonna look at close to eight weeks. You know, you want to make yeah. sure he comes back fully healthy. Is Kevin um, I wouldn't entertain that. I mean, he he might have. I'm not gonna lie, but Cooper I wouldn't be surprised if the Cowboys go out and get somebody. Jimmy G. They might want to call and see what Teddy's doing. Teddy Bridgewater. You think the Dolphins will let up on Teddy? I don't think so. You think so? I don't think they will because for the right you know, amount of draft picks, two is still. To be quite frank, two is still like a question mark. Not not just because of his play, but you know he he's had well, some he injuries because of his play too. Yeah. So I <laughs> yes. mean, he's still a question mark. So I think you want to keep Teddy. I think Teddy's super valuable. But if the Cowboys say you know we can't afford to lose five, six games during these eight weeks that Dak's going to be out. I hope yeah. they say that. Yeah, you know, Teddy, like, Teddy come in, because Teddy's done it before when Breeze went down. Yeah. Teddy come in, be ready. You think they want Joe Flacco? No. Hell no. They don't want Joe Flacco. No, but Jess don't even want Flacco. Yeah, I don't know why I don't play Mike White. <laughs> Flacco can't move at all. I guess you had to pay the respect that it was the revenge game for Joe Flacco, but 
No, sir. I think that uh, Bridgewater nah, and Dak have similar like play styles. Like they can still drive the ball down the field, Listen, and they still a little bit more. I'm not gonna mobile. lie, Bridgewater. I don't see it. I don't see it. Like to me, mm-hmm. he's not a valuable starter in this league. He's not somebody that's gonna go get you four wins out of out of eight. I don't yeah. think so. Especially with that Dallas offense that we saw. I mean, I'm not gonna say that he's not a better option than Cooper Rush. That's what I'm saying. Like, I would probably starting Cooper, or we just Jimmy G. We just uh, yeah, or the Cowboys just throwing in the white flag. Like, we're not gonna go get anybody. Like, that's very unfortunate. It's also gonna be a high asking price. So if it's kind of outlandish, yeah, it wouldn't make sense. Then you gotta let the season go. You can't let your future go at that point. Yeah, especially if you know they need it. Like, if you know, like, the demand is high for a backup right now. Right. It's like, all right, yeah, give me a third. <laughs> give me a third for Bridgewater. They're like, all right. Mac Jones, Mac Jones had to play Miami. Now they got to play Pittsburgh. And we saw what, you know, Joe Burrow went through with a new upgraded offensive line. God bless him. Cameron Hayward was able to get those sacks. DJ <laughs> Watt, um, unfortunately, is going to be out, what, six to eight weeks himself. So God bless him. Yeah, Mac Jones is definitely uh Mac Jones is definitely on red alert right now. So um, But in in their defense, Trubisky didn't play that great. And Pickett's a rookie, so you don't know what they're gonna do. So while Pittsburgh has all those offenses, I mean those offensive weapons, they might not be able to get him the ball. Cause Trubisky does not play well. Hopefully, um he picks it up. I think week two is when you see like teams be who they really are. And then you'll see, then you can determine yeah, from it's hard from, after from one here. Week yeah, after one week, it's just like, like yeah. Plus, there's no film you're going off of or anything. You don't really know what offenses are throwing at you. So, I mean, the more the more time goes, we'll, we'll be able to see. But it's so awesome that we saw Justin Jefferson put up Randy Moss numbers in the first half versus uh, Green Bay and Minnesota. I think Minnesota is going to have a, a nice push in that NFC late in this season. Um, so that'll be interesting. They got Philadelphia on Monday night. Uh, as a doubleheader because there's Tennessee, Buffalo, and then Minnesota, Philly. So that'd be interesting. Yeah, I definitely, I definitely like what Minnesota has going on. You know, Thielen, Osborne, Jefferson, and they're getting them the ball. They're not like they they're not being, for, uh, yeah, they're not being shy about it. Jalen Rager. Yeah, so yeah. they're not being shy about it. Cook, Cook is gonna do what Cook does as long as Kirk Cousins just keep getting the right people the ball, make make the right decisions. Yeah. The defense is getting after the quarterback. That's all you can ask for. Yeah, football Sunday's coming up. Um, I think I'm good here. Y'all boys got anything else y'all want to add? No, not right any now. Shout outs you got? Uh, look out for Neverfold dropping Friday, September 23rd. Make sure you get something. If you can't get something, you gonna you gonna miss out. You gonna have to wait till the next next drop. No, no, no. Get something. Don't miss out. Something. Don't miss out. Don't give. Don't miss out. Don't miss out. <laughs> Never fold. I right, appreciate you, bro. Yes, sir. Always. Each one. You already know we out here.